This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast. It's all things business across the state of Florida. And I am Tom Kindred, your host. And you know that we've been coming to you recently from the 2000, uh, 2022 uh, Florida Chamber of Commerce Future of Florida Forum. Uh, incredible event here in Orlando. We're at the Disney Coronado Springs Resort. Uh, a big venue, big event. Uh, it's all about uh, where the state's going to be in terms of business uh, in 2030. Uh, talking about the blueprint, talking about the pillars, uh, really is an incredible conversation. And the room is full of business leaders, executives, uh, government agencies, entrepreneurs, uh, business owners. So uh, a lot of great conversation going on here um, in Orlando uh, for the Future of Florida Forum. We're uh, just honored and pleased to to have the podcast uh, here on the floor of the forum. And um, looking forward to our uh, next conversation here. Uh, Incredible gentleman, accomplished gentleman. Uh, we've got with us now Mr. Bill Roto Ruder, and we'll talk about uh, that that call sign here in a second. Uh, Bill, welcome to uh, Small Biz Florida. Thank you. It's a it's an honor to be here for sure. Um, Bill uh, Ruder is a former Navy captain, pilot, test pilot, commanding officer. Upon his retirement in t- June of 2012, after 28 years of naval service, uh, Roto founded Roto Speaks, a full-spectrum consulting firm specializing in leadership, executive coaching, high-performing team development, and overall organizational health. Again, Bill, um, thank you for your service. We'll start there. Thank you. My honor. Absolutely. And uh, look forward to this conversation. Conversation. This is uh, a, uh, a, a um, an issue that's near and dear to my heart. Um, I, at one time, was responsible for a corporate training group at, at uh, Indian River State College. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I can't wait to talk about this. But as we always do, uh, Bill, start us with a little bit of your background uh, and pathway to, to developing uh, Roto Speaks. Yeah, Roger that. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate that. The, the idea was, I've growing up in the Navy... Um, growing up in Key West, but then growing up in the Navy, I got exposed to a lot of different leadership styles, a lot of different organizational, you know, uh, contexts and all of that. And I really have been always been a fan and have been, I liked what you said about uh, responsible for, because as a leader, I would never say in charge of, right? right? Because leadership is a servant activity. And to have that in that context and to be able to lead that way, was something that I took on when I was in uniform still. And I would buy the book, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, for the teams that I was responsible for. And we would have brown bags, and we would try to equip those folks what, on the What team. was the title of the book again? 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell, right? Which is the Bible, if you will, on, right. on leadership and servant leadership. And so I've partnered with John Maxwell uh, about uh, seven, eight years ago. And so, and along with some other things that I'll talk about, but uh, I, I, so I grew up in that doing it 
quote unquote for free in the Navy. And it was something when I got out that I was just very, very passionate after retiring as a Navy captain and then going in to serve organizations and teams. It just, it is my, it's the thing that gives me energy. And so I'm very, very, very honored that companies are trusting me enough to come in and facilitate some of these really uh, deeper discoveries on how they can execute better and how they can, how they can build trust and those sorts of things that are going to be a journey to their existence. Right. I, I, I want to ask, uh, start with uh, start with an operational type of question. So 28 years in the Navy, uh, served your country, uh, high stress, um, uh, leadership role, um, you know, uh, high energy required to do what you did, test pilot. Um, didn't you just want to go home and watch TV for a couple of years? I mean, what, what drives a guy like you to, to exit all of that and then say, let's start a business? Yeah, well, so it was really a manifestation of the things that I had seen uh, as I was in the acquisition side. After I was uh, the commanding officer of the test squadron, I was the commanding officer down here in Orlando where we do the training and simulation stuff. And so I saw a lot of industry and I saw that there was some gaps between industry and the government and everybody was talking past each other and you know there just wasn't a good connection there. So I felt like I could help mine the gap. And that was my original journey and I'm still doing that. Uh, right. But the idea was to to make sure that that conversation is a little bit more uh, effective and that right. we can get to yes sooner. Yeah. Right? So. Well, I mean, I, I I love the fact that someone with your background experience, you know, came out and said, let me share all this. Because again, you know, I, I, I would appreciate the fact if you said, look, I'm just going to go play golf for a while. But I love the fact that that someone like you is out there that's willing to share all that knowledge and experience. And I, and again, there's nothing there's nothing more important to a small business owner than mentorship, than guidance. I mean, that is so key. And you know, I never understood that as a small business owner. I just had never I never understood the the importance of a mentor, of a coach. Um, you know, I just got up every morning, went to work, and said, you know, we got to put in our, uh, you know, put in our 12, 14 hour days as the small business owner, and just learn it on the fly. Yeah. Uh, but but having someone like you offering those uh, those training opportunities is incredible. You know, and it's not as if it, that person has to be quote unquote smarter, actually. It's somebody that actually can listen and discern and, right. then, and then be that force multiplier, you know, that right. can, can help you kind of reflect on some of these things and, and look at some other examples and things like that. So, so yeah. yeah, I'm really passionate about that, as you yeah. can tell. Yeah. So let's talk about Roto Speaks. Um, what is the business? Uh, what exactly do you do? Yeah, so um, it kind of depends on the company, obviously. Some of them, I've worked with Lockheed, I've worked with uh, small companies, big companies, uh, and government agencies on perfecting their team. So whether or not it is leadership um, and just training them on leadership, helping them understand what leadership really is and what it isn't. And then the other thing is, when it comes to actually building a team and overcoming the typical five dysfunctions of a team like Lencioni has, right? So partnered with Lencioni, have access to all of that and I'm very, very I'm certified to do all of that stuff so that, so that we can take them through a journey to get better health, all right, as an organization, right. to include discovery and understanding more about their personality styles, their how to communicate and connect with others on their team, as well as how, what their working genius might be, right? So some of these kids, these these employees are sitting on the bus uh, in a seat that's really not the best seat for them. And how do we discern that and how we do some things to discover that? And so spend a lot of time really advancing that needle. 
Now, you know, you you mentioned some some high end names there, uh, Lockheed, and um, and a lot of times small business owners may look at a guy like you with all your experience and what you, what you've been through and and the high level of, of leadership that you've been engaged in. They might say, ah, you know that that's just too that that guy will never be able to bring him down to the small business. You know, he's probably too expensive. Uh, kind of respond to that. I mean, you're willing to work with all size companies, and this isn't just about the Lockheed market of the world, you're you're working with small business owners. Thank you, and that's a very thank you for the question, and that's absolutely true. So I'm a small business, right? And so when and my wife owns a small business, and I'm actually coaching her team, right? Nice. So the idea is that this scales up and down, and the nonlinear human is the nonlinear human, right? Regardless of whether or not it's a big organization like Lockheed or Boeing or something like that, or whether or not it's just a startup. But the idea is to equip the people. That, that CEO is responsible for and to ensure that they're aligned, ensure that they're accountable and the things that build a healthy culture. Right. And, that, and that scales regardless. Had the opportunity to uh, lead a class uh, at our community college in contemporary leadership. Um, you know, in, incredible when you... You know, people just talk about leadership and leadership. You know, he's a good guy and a great, great public speaker and, uh, you know, got a good vision. But there's there really is a lot of uh, there's a lot uh, in leadership that's that's not, you know, talked about every day. Um, you know, the aspects of emotional intelligence, the, the type of leader, um, uh, you know, uh, the ability to, um, to, to, to assign, like you say, the right task to the right people, understanding who's in your team uh, and, and uh, you know, building those teams. Um, talk about kind of your, what are your kind of your top three, let's say, what are the top three issues when you go in and you're, you're coaching uh, that business owner or that division director or that CEO? What are the top three things you're going to talk about in regards to leadership? Well, when it comes to leadership, first of all, understanding the, 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 the context of leadership. There, you know, Lencioni wrote a book on the five temptations of a CEO. And the, you know, those temptations are typically that they want to be down in the weeds, especially the ones that are very detail-oriented and stuff like that. And so we talk a little bit about how they you know, sort of need to be the trim tab right? And speaking in aviation terms, but they, right. they're kind of the trim tab to keep the organization healthy. And that means, you know, investing in their people and not being the one that has to have all the answers. As a matter of fact, they actually build people up by asking questions and doing those right. sorts of things. So we help them with that. The other thing is that um, we've got a lot of organizations that don't have a lot of uh, incentive for vulnerability, right? It's not like they, they can't say that, you know, I really don't do that that well because they feel right. like they're threatening their right. job. But at the end of the day, that vulnerability-based trust is the base yeah. of overcoming a fi of the five dysfunctions of a team because the team needs to be able to have healthy conflict. And if they can't do that, they can't get to yes and they can't build the North Star. They can't, there's so many things right. that get in the way as a result. That's a great that. point. Yeah, you're right. I mean, nobody's going to stand up in a team meeting and say, well, you know, I'm just not that good at that, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but they should be able to do that. And the leader should lead the way in that. Right. Right. Talk about the importance of one of my favorite topics. Talk about the importance of delegation. 
<laughs> I mean, leaders really have to be delegators. See, I was never, I was never good at this. I just figured, you know, if I wanted it done right, I just got to do it myself. But that is really not, that's not it's a good not, philosophy, is it? No, no, it's not. Because at the end of the day, you're, you're, I'll, I'll use the term stealing from the talent that you have and that you're responsible for, right? Because at the end of the day, they get, you, you want to retain people. Right. You want to make people, their day in the life, to be something that they are proud of when they come home. And they say, you know what? I got something done today. If you, if you take that away just because you think you're competent at it, right. then you're, just still, you're taking it away from them. And so as a, as a CEO or a team leader or whatever it is, you've got to be humble enough to recognize it's not about you. Right. It is really about the people you're responsible for. Yeah. I have the same question for you that I have for the SBDC people and some other folks. Where were you, uh, Roto, when I was in business? Um, let's talk about uh, I spent uh, spent some time a couple of weeks ago at the Florida Makes Make More Summit. The entire day and a half was dedicated to really talent pipeline, um, recruitment, retention, uh, workforce. Uh, I. I heard over and over again uh, in the interviews, you know, the way we the way we used to uh, recruit, train, and uh, retain employees. The old way is just not going to work anymore. We're going to have to be innovative. Going to have to, you know, get outside uh, the box a little bit. Uh, uh, talk about talk about that a little bit. And what what is this new way of recruitment retention? Yeah, that's uh, interesting. So and. Um there was some talk about, uh, I saw something from Kerry Coates yesterday that uh, empathy is kind of one of the new things right. as a leader, right? right? Yeah. And, and it, it's really not new, of course. Of but course the, not. the idea no. is if you're going to retain somebody, they need to know that they've moved the needle on something and what that looks like, right? Most of the time they're coming to their nine to five and they're not, they don't know whether they did anything good or not, right? right? So there need yeah. to be things in place that help that process. And so Lencioni wrote the employee engagement book on exactly right. that, how to keep them engaged right. and on the bus. And so we, um, so we talk about that and we also talk about the ideal team player. So the ideal team player has, you know, is, is hungry and is, is humble and has people smarts, right? And so when they have a subset of that, it gets really not good. So, right. so we coach teams on how to, how to embrace that and how to recognize that, especially when you're doing interviews and you're trying to people on your team. As I told you, I was responsible at one point for a group that did corporate training. Um, I think it was an uh, incredible group and, and, and did good work and still do good work. Um, and we always used to talk about when we engaged a, a potential client that wanted to do some corporate training that training was really one of those tools that you use to keep the engagement, uh, to to demonstrate to your team that you have you know you you care about their growth you you know you have concern investing, and yeah. yeah you're investing in them. Talk about training because that's some of what you do. Talk about the importance of training for your team. Oh my gosh, I can't. I mean, I can't even. That'll take a while, but the right. uh, but bottom line is so it, it, it there's so many value values in that right? right. So obviously you're investing in your team. Yep. They recognize you're not just the boss. You're actually somebody who is in, right? And so taking them through um, the uh, the five dysfunctions of a team, as an example, right. doing these sorts of things. Right. Get, rolling your sleeves up with them to try to make them be able to execute better and right. overcome some of these things. It buys so much credibility and buy-in. Right. Right. And, and even letting them 
weigh in right. so they can buy in. And so right. we do a lot of workshops that kind of facilitate those sorts of things right. and really create a healthier. And I think creates it. loyalty too, right? They they see that you know I they they're concerned about my growth uh, right. as an as an employee, concerned about my growth as a professional. That's right. They're investing this time, effort, and money into that. That's right. And you know a lot of people are too busy getting the work done, quote unquote, right? Uh, and not realizing that you know that's a big part of whether you're executing or not. Right. Yeah. Well, that brings up an excellent point. <laughs> so you know, of course, one of the most difficult selling points with the business owner or division yeah. director or CEO is well, you know we just don't have time. We don't have time for this. Uh, exactly. You know, we, you know we're we're too busy t- for training. Uh, how, what's your uh, you know what's your pushback on the excuse that we don't have time? Well, I, um, I, I think uh, part of it is talking about exactly what we do and how that provides a yield, right? right. So that there is an ROI. Return on, yeah, yeah, return so, on investment, so, right. So the ROI is, is about execution. The ROI is about, uh, you know, not dealing with politics and, you know, everybody doing their sort of positioning and all, all of this stuff that goes on in teams when left untended. Right. Right. And so if, in fact, we're tending to the team and we understand what the health of the team is and we're able to measure that and or guide that, then we and we have systems in place and periodicities that actually reinforce that. That's how we keep that team flowing. And again, there's always the there's always that issue of uh, there's a cost to recruit and hire new folks, train them. And there's a cost to retain. And I I think we all agree the cost to retain is a lot less expensive. Absolutely. And 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 it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. It just takes some focus. I mean, it's amazing. They want to be. They want to be. Uh, they want to be valuable. They want to be a contributor in some way, shape, or form. They want to know what they're contributing to. Right. So what I like to say is that when we have a when we have a business that has a lot of layers in it, right? If you're the leader of that business or team, you've got to communicate in every single language, all the way down to the bottom, what the North Star looks like, because it looks different to them in right. their day in the life. Right. And you have to be able to communicate that in that way to get their buy-in. So let's talk about uh, the business of Roto Speaks. How does one find you? So rotospeaks.com is, uh, you know, it's been up and running now for, geez, I don't know, three years or so. Um, as I transitioned out of the Navy and, uh, and had my defense consulting company. But I've always been doing this, <laughs> even right. when I was in uniform, right? right? So I've got four guys that graduated out of commands that I was uh, responsible for that became aircraft carrier COs. And, and that is the ultimate, right? Because nice. I mean, yeah. I'm just so proud of those guys. They were awesome. Right. And so, uh, so, so for me, through the website is is probably the easiest way uh, to get to me. But it's uh, you know, it's pretty easy. It's roto at rotospeaks.com. Okay. Okay. And so that's yeah, that's how they best get to me. And then, are you uh, bound by geography, or will you uh, will you take uh, your training on the road? You'll do it any place, anywhere, I, anytime. I will. I will. I've even done it uh, virtual, which I'm you know this kind of stuff. I really like doing it in person. Yeah. Of course, um, it's kind of my thing. But I, I worked with USAA last week, actually, with the on a Zoom side in, okay. of the house as well. All right. And what about speaking? Just uh, have you done just pure speaking engagements? Certainly. Do you have a, you know, an hour presentation to, to, yeah. to bring? Absolutely. Okay. Nice. And yeah, we take people through the gauntlet of everything okay. from leadership to teams and, and, and stories. Okay. Yeah. Where are you actually based out of? Where do you live? I live in Winter Park. Okay, nice. Florida. All right. So you're Central Florida, you're easy. Uh, you can get to anywhere pretty quickly. Yep. 
Okay. It is uh, rotospeaks.com. Yep. All right, and it is uh, it is Bill Roto Rooter, yeah. and uh, so I, I guess let's end on this. Uh, talk to us. You were a uh, you were a fighter pilot, test pilot. Talk to us about the Roto Rooter. Uh, that's your call sign. You you were kind yeah. of explaining things uh, about call signs. Yeah, a lot of things. A lot of people don't. Uh, they see you know Maverick and Goose and all this other kind of stuff when it comes to call signs. But at the end of the day, really, our culture is meant to be very very humble, right? And, and, and we keep each other humble because we know that if that humility leaves, that you get over your skis and you actually can be dangerous as a fighter pilot and or landing on an aircraft carrier, et cetera. So we try to keep ourselves in check. So that's where the call signs kind of come in, right? Nice. So a lot of them are earned based on a name, in this case, my name, and right. I didn't do anything stupid enough to warrant another call sign, which is often happens. <laughs> um, so somebody will get a call sign right. because they, got some, they did something stupid. But uh, at the end of the day, we keep ourselves in check, and that's what's great about it, and uh, that's why I loved the culture and I love serving. Uh, it is a Bill Roto-Rooter. Uh, it is Roto-Speaks. Um, Bill is a uh, former Navy pilot, um, test pilot, commanding officer uh, who has retired and uh, chose not to go straight to the golf course. Uh, <laughs> it, it took the entrepreneurial route and started Roto Speaks, a corporate training uh, organization. Um, Roto, thanks for your service and thanks for uh, jumping into entrepreneurship. Thank you. Thank right. you, Tom. I really appreciate the opportunity. Yep, absolutely. You bet. This is Small Biz Florida. This is Tom Kindred, your host for Small Biz Florida. We are at the 2022 Florida Chamber of Commerce uh, Future, of Flor Future of Florida Forum. Uh, and um, lots more to come here from the forum. Stay tuned. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.